Welcome to the Brazilian Zook No Cap Podcast with your host, Archie, Ifosa, Jesse, Amber, and Jamie L, where we discuss all things Brazilian Zook, honestly and from our perspective collectively and personally. So go ahead and grab you something to drink, grab you something to eat, turn this up, and let's hop into this next episode. Over, 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 hat, cheetah print, dancing on the people, rolled up at the after joint, dancing, dancing on the people, people dancing on the people. I got people on the people, people dancing on the people with the people on the people, smoking CO2, see me, see you dancing on the people, climb up on the booth, hanging from the people on the people, my head hits the roof, dancing on the ceiling on the people. I got people on the people dancing, dancing on the people. I got purple hat, cheetah print, dancing on the people, rolled up at the after joint, dancing, dancing on the people, people dancing on the people. I got people on the people. People, people dancing on the people with the people on the people smoking CO2. See me, see you dance on the people, climb up on the booth, singing from the people on the people. Okay, so let me tell y'all the history of the baby making set. Again, I was in a group chat. I'm still in this group chat. And I won't be in the group chat, Abby. The organ uh, organizer in the group chat hired me for an urban event. I don't know why, because at that point I was not an urban DJ. So I did, I did okay. But anyway, I was scheduled at like 5 a.m. Vancouver time and I was mm. living in Tennessee. So it was like 8 a.m. my time. Mm. And I was just so tired. I was like, good Lord. And honestly, at that time, I didn't have enough urban music for like 5 a.m. That's like, you know, the slow time. <laughs> It should be the slow time. Niggas be out here right. dropping freaking fast stuff at five o'clock in the morning. And anyway, that's yeah. a whole nother subject. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a right. different, that's a different story. So I was like, listen, I'm going to just play R&B music because that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know, that's the way <laughs> to go. They loved the way it. To go. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I ain't even got to get urban music now. So then... <laughs> That's because right was before, I think was that how long how many years ago was this? It was right before the, that one kid. So this was this is whenever like Ducer started becoming super big. Oh yeah, yeah. So mm. then, yeah, yeah. So people so, they just want to just stand there. Wait, can you explain what Ducer is for those not like for those listening not knowing what that is? What kind of genre of music that is, or what kind of vibe that would be? Okay, so Zucer is almost like uh, it's like almost like Zouk Planta. It's like super small, like elegant, juicy movements. Like it's not you're not stepping a lot. It's a lot more about absorbing each other's body movement. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, like if you were to look as an outsider in the room, you would just see people hugging. I call it like the hugging dance because that's what it looks like. People are doing. They just stand in the room, not moving, hugging. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, Amber puts those sets on, right? She be putting them, you know, those those old R and B songs that really get you in your heart, like get you in your feels, like you know, you and your first girlfriend, your first boyfriend was like in a car, all hugged up somewhere. So you be getting those little moments in your heart, and you get, you know, you get in your feels, and that's all I'm gonna say. Amber's baby making sense just nah, put you, you in a certain you, kind you, of feel. <laughs> I'm saying that those sets are best uh best taken with the lights off. Um, I feel like there should be a no phone <laughs> rule while Amber is playing her set. <laughs> you gotta tell her not to have the phone either. 
They do be turning all the lights off. I'm like, y'all, y'all do way too much, man. They do, do too much. much. See, they be trying to set themselves up for that. Yeah, right. that's too much. Blame me. They blame me. Exactly. Yeah, the R&B music is dope and the vibe is going to be great. Y'all the ones walking around a bunch of black people that can't see each other already and then you turn the lights <laughs> off. That's facts. But also, during those sets, that's when I saw the Zookers doing their little Zook moves. Exactly. That's when I was like, mm, maybe I should be doing Brazilian Zook. Because I like I mean, R&B music. It works yeah. like Deuce, Deuce or Deuce, how do you pronounce it? I gotta get better pronunciation. Like when you play it for Zook, it is really, really, really good. Like that, especially the speed, the vibe. It's like, it's like an, because some of our, rem we have remixes, but they're not always, they're not, they're not bad. But like this gives it like a different feel, a different vibe, and uh, allows for, especially since a lot of them tend to be RB ish. More or at least they sound more and ish so it's a lot. You f you feel a lot more connected to it. at least for me. I feel a lot more connected when I hear that versus like a Zook remix of a oh, bro, popular pop song. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. And that's why I have I'm a firm believer that some songs just don't need to be remixed. Some yeah. songs just don't need to be remixed. Just let them like <laughs> like the freaking bro. I remember I was at an event. I was dancing and I heard. Let's take our time tonight, girl. And I was like, oh, yes, this is about to be Versace on the floor. Let's go. Let's freaking go. And then all of a sudden, this stupid <laughs> Brazilian Zook beat comes in. And I'm just like, this song did not need this. Yeah. This song was perfect the way it was. It totally just killed the vibe. Some songs mm -hmm. just don't need to be remixed. So what's the, what's the worst Brazilian Zook remix you heard? I have to think. I mean, I'm a not. I'm, Pony and Killer Whisper have been remixed by everybody, and some of them are really good. And but like, I don't know. I, by worst, do you mean like the most played out, or just like a really horrible? That, remix? To me, it's played out. That's what I mean. Like they shouldn't have remixed this. I'm gonna say oh. I heard recently that um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Zoom. Yeah, that that never needed a remix. That I think that's a what movie someone. I don't know. That never to me. I think yo anything that's early 2000s, 90s, they don't need remixes. Well, the thing about it is, is some songs. Oh gosh, do I want to go here? Yeah, um, might as well. Some songs don't need to be remixed because you can dance Brazilian Zook to them already the way they are. But some people need that constant beat because it helps them to be able to dance better to it because they That's don't true. have either the ear or the body movements naturally to be able to groove to it. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like, like for, like, for example, Versace on the floor, since I was already on it, Bro, that beat comes in and it's not boom, kaboom, kaboom. It's Versace on the boom, 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 boom. Bro, you can totally dance Brazilian Zoo to that in such a smooth way, but it's not the boom, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom that people need in order to be able to keep their rhythm. So I think that that's why people like it. But to me, I just don't think that every song needs that, you know? This, so this is why um you hear a lot of complaints when it comes to R&B being played. 
Yes, because and and I can say in our opinion, or I'll say in my opinion, y'all can chime in. In Archie's opinion, so that nobody else gets in trouble on this podcast if they don't attest to the same opinion, it doesn't have that natural Brazilian zook beat that people need to be able to keep the rhythm of the dance for themselves personally because they don't have the ability to stay on rhythm without that beat. Cosine. It goes back to the musicality mm-hmm. classes when we're talking about uh, musicality. Like, if you're going to... You're going to offer such a wide variety of music at Zook events, which I personally love, Team Disney. Um, then offer people a way to learn hmm. how to dance to it. Like, let's teach them without giving the crutch of the straight, like, gung, gung, gung. like, let's show them how to find the implied beats, right? Because sometimes music doesn't have the direct beat, but there's the space for the beat that you can yeah. kind of hear and be able to interpret. So I co-sign Archie. Teach I was... I was at an event years ago, Brazilian Zook mm-hmm. event, years ago. I'm not going to say the name of either one of these people, so don't ask me. Years ago, I was at an event, and one DJ was playing, and he was playing. like It was like nonstop. Boom, like there was no dynamic. It was just every single song. Boom, cat, boom, cat, boom, cat, boom, cat. And a more veteran DJ came up to him and said, like, like halfway through his set, and was like, bro, switch it up, man. Like, switch it up. Like, get off the boom cat boom cat boom cat boom cat and i'm watching i'm just observing at this point and i'm like thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> but he told him i i suppose they had that type of relationship mm. because he switched it up he switched it up and and it was better like that mundane just uh, think about talking to somebody like this and this is how i talk to you the whole time and i never switch up my tone and i just continue to talk to you like this and every time i talk it's just like this and every single thing that we say my voice just says like it gets boring bro like no bpm switch up no dynamic in the beats of the choice of the songs so yeah i mean i just thought that that was interesting and kind of goes with that you know for me personally i think it's like it's it's so weird how there's like at least from what, when I'm on Facebook I'm, and watching and taking notes of who likes what and who doesn't, is there so there's like a there'll be backlash for R and B, but when we have like these terrible and I mean terrible like these terrible depressive emo lyrical joints with nothing <laughs> to them, and I hate. I, I mean, personally, you could, you could, you could suck. Here, go clip this and send this to anybody. I hate these lyrical joints we play all the time. And it's like the flat ones. It's not even like the vocally interesting ones. It's the flattest of flat that we keep playing over and over again. But then we can play it. At least R&B got something that you could do something to. But like, I just thought about that. That's so true. Like some of these lyrical beats, some of these lyrical tracks have no beat. Huh, that's interesting. And people, go, and people go crazy for the lyrical joints. But when R&B comes on, oh, we forget how it dance. We have two timings to R&B. We, you know, we have teachers that teach how to dance to R&B. We fly them into the States and wherever all the time. They're, yeah, man, y'all, y'all don't got it. There's no excuse. I mean, look, outside of, you know, money and resources and whatever, that's really no excuse. We, we're, I'm going to still play R&B. You're going to get it. I don't care. You gonna get it. You gonna get. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wrap it around other things. You know. You gonna have your traditional, your Afrobeat, your reggaeton. I'm gonna still. I'm gonna even sprinkle in a little lyrical for you. 
But you're gonna if there's one thing for sure you're gonna get is this R and B. And we're gonna either figure out how to learn to it. Like I'll, I'll still pick the R and B songs that I think are the easiest to dance to necessarily, or at least I'll try to make sure they're the easiest to dance to. Whether that's by looking true, what be, uh, how many beats or whatever, et cetera, or playing them at speed, that's fine. But still, you gonna get it. There's no point in complaining about it. Let's let's learn how to adapt to it and go from there. Because like, if we gonna play Disney and we gonna play lyrical, like. And when I mean lyrical, I mean the flat, the voice is not interesting. Shit is like woo all that shit. You won't get this R&B. And you, you stop complaining about it. That's it. I just want to dance. I just want to dance Brazilian Zook to R&B music. Dance here. And it's merch plug. Just saying. Go to dancemerch.com. Get your shirt. Go get your shirt. I have one. Okay. I'm, I'm going to point out something as well, because we are all obviously black on this podcast. That's right. So we all <laughs> grew up listening to R&B and we have a certain bias, uh, not biased, but we have spent a lot of time maybe dissecting and understanding and learning how to dance to R&B and interpret it in certain kind of ways. And so I'm just going to plug hiring more Black teachers as Brazilian Zouk teachers because I think they do add another dynamic of how to interpret the music in Zouk to different kinds of styles. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, you know, diversity. It's you're bringing a whole new point of view um, and a whole new, like, background of knowledge that is innate in the way that we grew up on how to interpret this music in a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Okay. From what I understand, Brazilian Zouk, the original music they danced to was Ghetto Zouk, yes. which is a nope. fusion of Zouk and R&B. So, you know, for me personally, when I play Brazilian Zouk, I try to play Ghetto Zouk and Real Zouk from the Caribbean and R&B. So it's just like, you know, playing mm. the parents of the... <laughs> The yeah. current genre that they dance to. Also, I would say, surprisingly, I like the well music. Like I dance to well music for the first. Oh time. my god, Amber. the way the way he, the way he froze his face just perked up, bro. Let me tell you, I dance well music the first huh. time I interviewed, him. and I no, no. really liked it. But I did because I t- had to take my glasses off because it kept falling off. So I couldn't really see a lot like around me. But when the well music was playing, mm. I just oh. took a look around. And this is when the floor rolling was happening. And I was just thinking in my mind, like, <laughs> is this what I look like? Like, am I one of them now? But I mean, All right, don't, don't put just, that on us. Come on. I just Ooh. roll with it. But I like I like the well music. I don't know. Wait, I mean, got, not a whole whole night, but it was okay. Can you, can you tell us what whale music is? I don't know. But let, let me tell you who was playing. It was Jerry playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry is the Jerry is the king of that. He could do that. It's oh, not all, okay. It's not all he does. It's not all he does because Jerry can play a lot of different things and go to a lot of different places. A la Suki back last year. On Eclipse mm-hmm. too, but like yeah, Jerry has the whale music that gets you, that can get the audience in in like their feels and in their vibes and their groups. I don't. I 
I, yeah, I'm envious of it, like, because I would like to know how to do it. But, like, I – so I have to, like, listen more to him and hear what he does. But, like, man, it, I don't I don't vibe to it dancing-wise. Like, it's hard. Like, you got to, like, really – you got to sneak it in there. Like, you could – I think um people have the ability to enjoy whatever, but, like, you got to, like, convince me and sneak it in there for me. Like, it can't be, like, the thing I'm, like, okay, I'm ready to go. Just, nah, you got to, like – for me, Listen, put some ghetto zook R&B and then sneak that little thing in there. That's what he did. I'm telling you, like yeah. he really did. He, it was such a good set. Like he really did. Just was that Sunday? It, it was. I can't. Okay, after we'd had our private. Oh, so, yes, so that was before. That was, that was right before I played. Oh, yo, I can't tell you. I'm a because he, he already knows. That was before I played too. I was like, yo, I was so com- one. I was dancing. I didn't want DJ after it because I just wanted to dance. So when he started playing, I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Once he went there, I was like, all right, I got like five minutes left. I got like 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right. Because I thought he was playing some traditional. Then he went to that. I'm like, how'd you get here? But like the crowd is eating up. I had no idea what to do with that. Can I, I just was, pause I- for a second? And tough. just, I want to translate to people that may not understand what we talk about, because there are people listening that, that are like, true. y'all dancing the whale sounds? Okay, so let me just put into perspective what was actually happening, because Black people, when they talk, uh, when they don't know the name of something, they assign it a whole other name. <laughs> and I think that's what's happening right now. Because um, Amber was not dancing to whale sounds. Okay. Whoa, so, <laughs> I mean, well, to, 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 to be fair, there are actual songs with whale sounds and actual songs with frog sounds. Also, what was if, happening, though? She was dancing to stuff that was almost like maybe a lo-fi-ish type thing. It's not the actual genre that he was dancing to, but it's a little bit, like, there wasn't as hard of a bass in it. Like, it was a little bit more smooth, melodic style. It's something that maybe when you think, when you hear this music, you might envision a whale in your head, but there were no real whale sounds. So I just heavy. It's 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 heavy on the deep synth and, like, ambiance type vibes is what it is. It's like a like stuff like that, like heavy on the deep synth is what it is. It it, it can be enjoyable. I I won't lie about that. It can be enjoyable, especially if you like DJ. listen to if you listen to lo-fi music to go to sleep. It's probably like that. Yeah, like with DJ like Jerry, it could be enjoyable. But if that's all you getting, I don't know. For me, next thing, next thing, people are gonna be dancing Brazilian zouk to ASMR. Wait, I actually yo we, stop. That would be fire. Wait, I'm in for on. it. <laughs> Yo, so yes. I'm not gonna. I I think we've done like there's been there's been some that like they, we've had speeches in the set before. That's different. I'm talking about straight ASMR with no music. Wait for as long nah. as it's not mukbang, like the mouth sounds, like if it's the scratchy sounds. You, like, you want? <clears throat> I'm not well, saying I want it. See. I'm saying it could ha- it's gonna see. happen. Oh. I'm saying I want April, it. April April first is what? Bro, oh, that's Zook. that that's Zuki. Uh, poor Teresa. Don't do that to that, her. That, Don't do that to um, her. Yo, that's what, <laughs> and that's what y'all asking for. It's, no, no, I, ain't, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I wouldn't even know how to mix that in. No, that, that would be too tough for me. I feel like that would be a very good interfusion set. Interfusion 2024. Oh, Hashtag whale sounds. Well, Let's if go. I'm there. If I'm there. Bruh. We, might, we might get it. 
Yeah. I feel like we need to sum this up. <laughs> we get into weird places. I feel like we need to sum this up. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let Jesse do some up. I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question about the free thing hmm. super quick because we already said well, a bunch of stuff about it. Man, I we forgot that to, was even the question. Yeah, we went to a lot of different <laughs> I don't think that it's a big, it's a long trail. I don't think that DJs should DJ large festivals for free. Um, I think you should get paid if you're providing a service. I think that if your quality is, if or if an organizer doesn't feel like your quality is at a level where you should get paid anything, or if you're reaching out, you're <laughs> reaching out, another thing, but it's a side note, if you're reaching out to multiple events and they're all trying to get you to work for free, then you need to look and see, man, like, and be honest with yourself, how high is my quality? I'm not saying that you always have to base your skill level or your, or what you feel about yourself based on what other people think. However, when it comes to a craft or something that you are providing a service or doing, having people pay you for, then yeah, at some level you kind of do have to do that, which is also why I said multiple organizers if multiple organizers are telling you the same thing then you might need to look at at, at yourself at yourself and look at what you're doing and if it is that then going back to the beginning work more local events build up your catalog record your sets whenever you work those events so that you're recording live sets so then that way you can post them we live in a freaking social media era where you can post stuff and it can be spread around the entire world just from uploading something so work local events work a house party record your sets and post them and let people hear your stuff get really talented at your transitions and your mixing and everything like that how you create a vibe and it'll spread and then those people will be reaching out to you if people are reaching out to you to bring you to an event then do not work for free if someone is reaching out to you and telling you that they want to bring you to your event to their event i personally don't think that you should work for free i think that they should pay you something i think that y'all can obviously negotiate that within yourself but i don't think that you should work for free i also agree with ifosa whenever he said giving different people different deals or whatever based off of whatever you want to do sometimes like you're like man i want to take care of this person i want to bless them i'll come out to it i got you just do this and this and this and we'll handle it okay cool for some people you might want to be like i'm gonna i want to do this for you because i rock with you but that's your choice um not something that has been set over you i do think that whenever your talent and your level gets to a certain place you become a demand and everybody wants to bring you and then you have the ability to kind of Ask for what, what, how you want, we kind of lead the conversation how you want to do it. But no, I don't think that people should work for free. And if you're working for free, work more local events so that way you can get better. That's what I think. Um, do, we ha- do we have any suggestions for like um, the organizers too? Like, on- yeah, what's the fix? How do we fix this? Um, for, for organizers, I think we kind of said what we said at the beginning. Like, one, if you're an organizer and you're not listening to the sets of the people, or you have never, I won't say you're not listening to the sets. If you've never heard a person play live or heard a live set or have a circle of people or a team of people around you that you trust that have heard them live and you're just blindly hiring them, Archie's opinion, 
that's a problem. Like that's a problem. Like who does that? Who hires a person to build a house without ever knowing any of their prior experience and says, Hey, yeah, I saw you. Over, I saw you could build houses. Yeah, 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 I do. You need to see. No, that's cool. We just come over here. We about to live in this house. Can you just build it for me? And that can be an extreme. But like, if you're an organizer and you're organizing big events, like that's your baby. Like you're trying to build something up for multiple years. I would imagine you're building a house that you're going to have last and live in. And and what are you doing? Bringing in random people that you don't even know any of their experience to be able to do that. So I think that you should have some sort of connection to a person or a team or you yourself that has had an experience with this person's live set. That's, that's one, that's one point. Um, I feel like organizers, you should talk to the top DJs and ask their opinion, you know, that's tell the truth, you know, mm-hmm. ask Kaka, you know, Kaka, what's the up and coming DJ that's good. You know, I'm sure she'll tell the truth. And then, you know, try to hear him. You know, ask Archie, DJ Power. Um, any, any, like you got so many people around. You can just ask. Like the OGs of, of DJs in this scene, they've been listening. They listen to everyone that's new. Too. Yep. They listen. Like I, I think that's probably one of the coolest things about this scene is that, or just in, I guess in, I'm not too familiar with Kizomba, but people in Brazilian Zoo, they listen to every. Like the DJs, I'm saying the OGs DJs have been listening to everyone that's new and coming out. Cause I mean, the OG DJs like Kaka, Archie, James, like they're all still students of the game and they're still learning. They learn from those who've been playing before them, those who've been playing during the same time, and those who are after them. So much respect to y'all. I think that when you get old, you just care less. So people will definitely <laughs> tell you straight up. Uh, I can't wait to be an old dude like that, bro. To where you're just like, oh, people just don't care. Like they just do not care. Like they will tell you 100% honestly, straight up. So if you, if you have like, or re- you can reach out to people, or even if you, I imagine if you've hired a person that is like more of a vet, like ask them, like ask them questions about it. Man, this is a thing. Man, we got we got in this podcast. Um, but this is another point: <laughs> is how many DJs is too many DJs on a lineup? Oh, that's, damn! We, <sighs> we, we not we not gonna summarize this thing at all. To oh, okay. Because <laughs> in my opinion, that leads damn, to like that. Oh, we forgot about that's a whole. Like, why are DJs playing hour-long sets That's with 20 DJs on the lineup? Why? Honestly, I think, you, I think you just need four. I I, I agree. I agree. What's with the that. optimal set time for a DJ? Like, how, what time frame would you prefer to play at a festival? In Archie's opinion, two hours is yeah. a good average time. Yeah. To me, so three hours is too long? Oh no! Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's too long. I played. I played. Were you on ADC when I played that like seven hour set? <laughs> what? No, I don't. Wait. Like two I think people might have been. Two people didn't show up, and I just kept going. I started at like <laughs> eleven and went. I played the entire time until the boat docked. Jeez. Yeah. Played I actually have it recorded on my story with the timestamp every time, and I and I recorded that on purpose because oh it was dope, but also yo. 
this is what happened and you need to pay me my money because I paid like five extra hours and I was scheduled to play. But no, I I, just, I think two hours is is a I good. Two is good. I too. I feel I'm like I'm gonna. That's fine. I'm as a non DJ. I feel like the one person that I feel like had the coolest setup uh, with one hour sets was Mark Brewer at Winterfest where he had the 24 hour marathon. That Mm. was so cool, but it wasn't a regular DJ setup, right? Like he'd advertised ahead of time. Like this is this kind of hour. This is going to be the Zook hour, the Tarasho hour. This is going to be the kids hour. This is going to be the silent hour. Like that was such a cool setup, but that was a very special occasion. Otherwise I would agree. I really love being able to, it's like anything else, like DJs got to get into a groove, they get into a vibe, they read the room. So having a one hour set and all of a sudden the vibe is completely switched up as a dancer is jarring. I do not like it. Especially for like opening sets when like nobody is there, like, or people are just starting to come in like, yo, it doesn't make sense to have a DJ play for just one hour. At least I interviewed like we had um the opening DJ and the primetime DJ play at least Oh, 1.5, 1.5 hours or two, depending on how things lined up. I, I would say as a dancer, I would prefer an hour set. Because yeah, the DJ is bad, yeah. As a, exactly. as a dancer? Yes, because if it's a bad DJ, or not even bad, like, you just oh. don't like it. Okay, right. like, if okay, someone gotcha. doesn't like R&B, they got to suffer for two hours. Yeah. But, with the DJ. But, but here's the question. What good DJ is not switching up their genre or their energy or their vibe throughout a two-hour set outside of it being six o'clock in the morning who's playing nothing but r&b for two hours it's been done before i was about to say it's been done i before. have heard a dj not switch up their vibe for two hours so then that to me that veers <laughs> on the side of are you a good dj if you don't understand that two hours of the exact same thing is just not good. 100, 100. Yeah. That sounds like people did not properly vet their DJs ahead of time, because when my favorite DJ comes on, one hour is not enough. Well, I mean, like, that's, I want that to roll on. I hear what I hear what you're saying whenever you're like, if, if I don't like them or if like they play this, blah, blah, blah. But I, I think it circles back around to the hiring process personally mm-hmm. and the part of what it means to be a good dj like if you're playing the exact same thing for two hours like that's a problem yeah. you know i agree um like my prep like um interfusion was one of the few times where i got oh in atlanta again like you they did the 1.5 and then like a one hour and then a 1.5 for prime time like and then a one hour and then a 1.5 for close and stuff like that. I'm like mixing it up like that, and then also having various DJs play various slots, so that way there's like diversity, both in terms of the music that's being played at certain slots, but also visibility for the DJ. Are uh, these? Are 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 the man? I might have to split this up. Are these? Are they trying to create a vibe? throughout the night that's cohesive or are they just trying to create little pockets and by they i mean like organizers Ah. in their heads in your head when you're doing an event for the night are you trying are you looking at your night like i am going to do my best to cohesively connect this entire night together or are they like this is going to be dope little pockets of music for an hour and a half and an hour and a half and an hour and a half ideally 
I think you kind of do somewhere in the middle or somewhere kind of both. Like, because, like, I think certain slots should get certain types of vibes. I mean, not vibes, but, like, I because, I mean, to be honest, you could make any vibe work, I guess, kind of. But, like, energy, if that's probably it. But that's also dependent on the dancers and what kind of, if, if it was raging Friday night, I think a lot, some people come to Saturday a little bit tired. So I think it's kind of I don't know it's kind of both. Some it, it's it's ideally a party would be both connected, but then there are certain parts that may feel more memorable or to you. And I think an organizer slash head DJ should organize it based on strength of DJ and like where they best suited, but also like where in the what the team needs at this time and so on. Like, cause you don't want to give like a a new 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 DJ the a prime time slot, but then but also like sometimes there are some events that where the prime time slot is actually the opening slot, which is weird. So you kind of it it depends on the situation and region. Like the energy may be at the opening and then it dwindles down. So like it depends on what you need and so on. It's it, that's a tough question. What do you think, Amber? I mean, just from my experience, I think that the opening slot is one of the hardest slots because you have to, you know, convince people to stay and dance, you know, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they peek their head in, leave, peek their head in, leave. So, yeah, you got to kind of usher them in with your music. I mean, that's my opinion. I would say one of the best events for that creates a vibe is One Kids and Sheikah, mainly because she hires the same DJs with a few exceptions, but we all have like a camaraderie and we all, you know, know each other's strengths and we all set each up, each other up to win. So yeah, that's also a good thing about like high having four DJs. You all, yeah. you know, y'all should talk beforehand. Hey, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Okay. Well, I'll have this. I can have you at this BPM. You know, right? That's super important. DJs should work together and also right. be familiar with what other DJs like. The worst thing to do is just to be the same DJ as the other, or to like put another DJ in like a hole that they can't come back from, or at least it'll be too difficult to come back from. Like y'all should work. All DJs should work with each other, and organizers should have DJs that cover each other's strengths and weaknesses. Which builds into I, the cohesiveness. Go ahead, Jesse. I just have a question because I don't understand the world of DJing and how you guys work at events. <laughs> Artist has a little bit of an advantage because ahead of time, you see what the schedule is and the classes mm -hmm. are named specific kinds of things, right? So if your class is named like Saida's or whatever else, then I know that my class is not going to be a Saida class. I already know that's going to be covered that I don't have to do that. Like I don't want to step on anybody's toes. So my question is, how at normal events are you guys like discussing with each other like what kind of flow you want like what kind of flow is going to go over the course of the night like who's dropping the bangers like who's dropping the new mixes the new you know the new songs the new drops like there's so much that I feel like goes into DJing because people are going to notice if every single DJ that comes up plays the same song because it's the brand new song so how does that work in the world of DJing? I'll be honest, it doesn't it doesn't get discussed. Otherwise, if it did, events would be better. Why aren't you guys discussing this then? This is so confusing to me. And then how and then also how are you figuring it out? 
He's saying and he's speaking in Brazilian Zook. It's not being in Brazilian Zook. In Brazilian Zook, it does not. There's not. There's very little discussion. And if there's discussion, you obviously know which events it would be because the, the music would be good. Well, and, and to, not repeating. To be honest with you, so I'll say this: it should be discussed it should be. at some level. It's just weird. It is this weird like balance of like kind of what I whenever I posted my my DJ battle thing and obviously a night is not a battle but at the same time I'm in a camaraderie with you and I'm also trying to make sure that I have my stuff straight at the same time you know so it's just like really dope balance in my personal opinion and I am rooting for you and I want you to kill it and I'm hype when you kill it but I also am trying to kill it myself so I think that it should become it should be talked about. Everybody should have one another's back. I mean, at at, at Love and Dance, I remember like at a couple hours before, and I think Javon played after me, but I remember I looked at him and I posted about this. I said, "Bro, I'm not playing anything that came out before 2004." I saw that in the chat. Yeah, like I told him, I was like, "I'm not playing anything that comes out before 2004." I I just straight, I straight up told him. I just I had the conversation with him. So like, it, it, I think the conversation like it. It needs to happen. But I also think that DJs just have to be better about listening to what is being played before they play. You have to you show like you have you- to you have to like be listening to what's being played. And then also you have to have a deep enough catalog yep. that if somebody plays something that you would have played, then you're like, well, all right. That that, that literally happened at at love and dance i was gonna play my everything i was gonna play it but whoever played before me played it and i was like dang it i had that set i really want to play that song but i think that was not i think that played my it, it probably was and i was like man I, I heard it and i was like well i'm not playing that in my set now like you have to be able to take the l quote unquote if somebody plays a song that you were gonna play but have a deep enough catalog that it doesn't even hurt you that bad you know, there's, because there's so much music out there. There's so much. much freaking music. And the way that the internet is with how easy it is to discover so much music. If you are hurting because somebody in a two hour set played songs that you were going to play, that just, in my opinion, it means your catalog ain't deep enough. You should have more stuff. I agree. But it also should be talked about. But you should be listening you should be listening to what people are playing. When I say talked about, I don't mean like you need to tell them every song that happened. I mean, general vibes. Yes. I would say general vibes are where you went to or going to. But like as a, any DJ that's playing, they should be there the hour or they should be there the set before they go on just to get a general view. And then like, you know, uh, and, and you would also have the DJ that came on before you tell you, what the vibe was before them. So like uh, that to me is basically it. I'm not saying you got to post your entire set list, but like also I will say this, if there are any popular or trendy songs that I would like to be noted or shared because like those things you, you going like if we had, I don't want to know 10 times in one night. That's that is a problem. Cause um, like you, you know that song. I feel like the DJ should be in the room the whole night. From the time it opens. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To the I'm not, part. Yeah. I'm, that okay. that would that would solve everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would solve everything. Party at yeah. 10 p.m. Normally every single night, and 
because that's my job. I mean, I'm paid only to DJ one, two hours, but part of your job is staying in a room and you actually DJ better because you get the vibe of the whole party and you see what's missing. You know, you can talk to people. Hey, hey what you want to hear that you're not hearing? You know, that's yeah. actually a great strategy. You just talk to people like, what you want to hear? Yeah, that, that, that right there would help. Because no. to be honest with you, I'm not telling everybody my whole set. You don't have At to. the time, I don't even know my whole set. If I'm that's being the, honest the, with you, that's I, the other I don't thing, have a Jesse. set list most of the time. Like I have certain no, things that I want to. You can. Um, I have had DJs ask to see my history. Uh, for really? the oh, for the uh, because they're going on after you. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I can see that. What? No, that's I don't just, think that. I don't think that's not a bad thing. I don't think that's weird, especially if they're coming on after you. Mm. They're like, oh, okay, I want. I want to make sure I don't. Okay, I, I won't play this. I won't play that. I won't, I won't play that. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah. but. But I, I I agree with Amber whenever it comes to the amount of DJs though I think that the cohesiveness helps whenever it's like that and that's why I asked if they're trying to create a a because I personally think that it should be a more cohesive thing and and the experience should build up throughout the night from DJ to DJ and if if it's hard enough for you to transition with yourself if it's hard enough for you to mix your own music by yourself. How are you expected to mix into another person and create this cohesive experience throughout the night when there's like eight of y'all? Like it doesn't make to me, it doesn't make any sense. And then that's just that part of it. But then the financial part of it as well. Like if you're paying 20 DJs to come, you're paying for 20 hotels, you're paying for 20 uh, bills, you're paying for food and travel. Like that's a bunch of money that you don't need to be paying for whenever you're having them DJ one hour slots. No, just hire less DJs and have them play longer and higher quality and you'll save money and you'll create a better experience. That's just what I think. Well, okay. So let me also add in that I have seen organizers that will hire teachers that also DJ and throw them in the Ooh. DJ slots as well. And that's how it's a part of a reason why we end up with so many DJs at the party is that now we're having teachers DJs as well. Like they're multi-talented. And so it kind of is sometimes a situation where organizers are saving money because they're only having to buy one flight, but they're filling in two spots in their festivals. You know what I'm saying? What do you feel about that? <laughs> okay. Oh man, I don't. Touch yeah, I don't, I don't no. want to get into that. You can say, I mean, well, you, well, we can we get to it, but I don't. say what you gotta say, Amber. Yeah, Andy, folks, please, Amber please. about to say something. Say what you gotta say. I want to know. Um, I feel like DJing and teaching is two separate things, and I feel like a lot of teachers who start DJing, they slacking on the DJing. They slacking 100%. just because you don't mean you a good DJ. You need to put just as much time into DJing. That's how I feel. Right. Well, what I will say on this is that, um, especially for DJ um, teachers that are becoming DJs, like they don't, what they lack is that ability to to play locally somewhere. Especially if they're traveling artists, they don't have that. Like they can't, they don't have a home base to play for, and like. Usually the DJs that become really good are the ones that are able to play for the local scene, develop there and come up, etc. But you have a lot of these DJs who are learning how to become a DJ at congresses. And by and that a congress or a festival is never to me is not a good place to learn how to do something. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a place where you execute things that you you know, and like yeah, maybe you sprinkle on an experiment here or there, but like that's not where you go to learn how to develop, how to read the how to read the room, how to crowd um, how to beat match, how to what vibes to go to. That's not where you learn that. That's you could you learn those things through the local social, but like they don't at least. I don't think they have the, that local social because they're always traveling from city to city to city to city to city, like to scene to scene. It's like, so um, to me, I'm I'm particularly like, hey, if you want to do it, you you gotta work two three times as hard as all these other DJs because like I don't like because there there's DJs that could do this better than them. There's no reason for the slots to go to them, but like hey, it like some of them. They gonna kill it because event. That's how much work they gonna put in. But like, I don't know if we necessarily need to be there for that type of journey. But I'm not saying that we can't be. I'm just saying, yo, if you gonna do this thing, you gotta take it seriously. And that's not me saying that some aren't and that some are. Actually, no, it's true. Some are and some aren't. I I ain't gonna bullshit. I ain't gonna bullshit and be political. Some are, some are taking it seriously. Some aren't, or at least it feels like they aren't. And y'all know who y'all are, and that's that's really um, on, on my part for that. I, 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 <laughs> from from mouth, you know who you are. Sucker. Y'all, y'all telling me to shout you out. That's what it is. No, I'm joking. That's <laughs> yeah, like, nah. But I will say this: if you do feel like you are lacking in skills. Or if you or if you hear people leaving your if you see people going to sit down during your set, take a DJ private. Those exist. You could go learn, go learn you something. We have DJs available, Archie and Amber, that teach, as well as other DJs. I've learned from both of them. They've both been instrumental in my own growth. Go get you some learnings. Yeah. I think, golly, that's such a difficult question. Because as hard as I am on this topic, it, when it comes to this, I don't, it's not black and white. Like I'm not, not saying I'm not saying like if you teach, you suck at DJing. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think that God, if I'm being honest, I think that it's such an easy avenue. And I'm not saying that people are only doing this for financial reasons, but it's such an easy avenue in Brazilian Zook. For a person that teaches to then say, hey, you know what? I can play some music too and make a little bit of extra money. It's and save you some for, money. It's okay, easier for the let's organizer do it. sometimes. Like it's so easy to just do that. And whenever that happens, I'm like, do you really care about this craft like that though? And are you actually really that good at it? You know what I'm saying? Because in Brazilian Zoo, there's a gang of teachers that are now DJs a bunch you know and i'm just like i'm not i'm not knocking it because i like it whenever people want to become djs like i said whenever they want to go about it and learn and stuff but i'm also just like i don't know it, it can be really i have to fight i have to fight against myself whenever i get the urge to become like super just like hard into stuff and just be like mm-hmm. oh they go another one. Oh well this is, this is what it is i guess and oh, oh, another one just popped up. Okay, whatever. Like, it just like people just want to do it because this is what. It, like, I have to fight against that 
because I know it's not always true, but it's just so crazy because I feel like maybe a lot of people do it because it's just easy to be like, oh, I can do it too, you know, and make a little bit extra money. There are some that are good. There are some that are not good. And I think that if at this, I just think that the, like what he said, if you're approaching it, take it seriously and approach it in a way that you're going to train at it and learn it and want to get better at it. Just like how you would, if you were doing teaching, it sucks because maybe in the Brazilian zook scene, Gosh, maybe in the Brazilian Zook scene, the crowd lends itself to not have to be as good at DJing. No, I agree with you because, I mean, like, we wouldn't have, we don't, like, we would not allow anybody to just become a teacher just because they're a good dancer. However, that isn't always the case for DJ. And, like, I'll say it, I mean, shit, I'm new too. So that, that also puts me in that, like, yo, the bar is low. For business to become a DJ. It's not like I mean I got in it. I ain't know <laughs> I ain't know a damn worth of music. Don't downfall yourself like that. No, 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 but 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 I'm I'm but hey, but I'll I'll be honest, like yo, the bar is low. I got in through pandemic times. That were there was no social. There was not there was nothing. Like what we there was no social until like what a year later or so. I was just playing mm-hmm. sets, I was making sets in my bedroom, the same spot I'm in right now, doing this thing. Like, yo, anybody could just jump in and do do it. But like, just I I do think there is a certain responsibility that you have. If just because you the access, because just because becoming a DJ is very accessible, it doesn't mean it's easy, and it also doesn't mean that you could take it so lightly. Because like, you have a responsibility to all to one those that are hiring you, and also to those that are attending. Because like, we paying so much money to come out here the the very least you could do is be good yeah that is the very least like you could have like technology will fail you like certain things like the weather might do this and that but at the end of the day since you're being hired to do something and people are paying thousands of dollars to directly or indirectly see you or experience you because they will have to because you know people don't go to social the very least you could do is be good and take is be good and develop yourself. Like you, you got, you got to learn and you can find there's too many teachers out here that are teaching DJing, how to DJ and how to bury yourself as a DJ. Uh, there's, there's too much information out here not to do that. And we'll, I don't think we're, we're not going to, we will continue to see more and more teachers do it. And whatever you will see more teachers and you also see regular Joe Smiths do it too, um, and uh, etc. Like you're gonna have random people just do it. But anyone who's coming into this, you gotta take it seriously because, like, I mean, when I look at DJs, I'm looking at the kids DJs, I'm looking at the club DJs. Y'all, they they're killing it. And the you can't the the like the shit we do in Brazil is we can't do we can't just do that in kids or in the club. Like you can't you can't be ass. But in Brazilian Zook, sometimes you could be ass and that's fine. I, I I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that, but but the only way that will change is one, all the DJs get collectively better and organizers hire good DJs. Organizers hire good DJs and the DJs scene will get collectively better. Yeah. Listen, when I tell you about a fear of getting embarrassed, this dead ass because Kizomba dancers will 
tag you in a post on Facebook. One hundred percent. So and so with boo boo at this event, and then Sonoma scene will roast you. Yeah, sure oh, yes, hundred percent. Man, I'm not gonna lie. i contemplated doing the whole posting people. And so Bro, you have the platform to make. I can better, <laughs> but, the, but the problem is, it's like I'm not gonna lie. We we got Brazilian soup. We got a lot of soft softies. Yeah, for sure. They, we yeah, we it's, do. It's, it's, it's like we we hey anything bad. What do you say in events? But oh. And back in the day, people knew I would say events are trash. Hey, you you get a lot of heat for it. Hey, bro. So this is if you the, say DJs are bad, oh, you say DJs or teachers are bad. You, you, but you know the problem with this is, bro. One, the, this is the birth of the Brazilian Zoo No Cap podcast. This is part of the yeah. reason we're here. But yeah. one other thing is the problem with is everybody has the other person mentality. And what I mean yes. is if somebody says, bro, the DJs in the Brazilian Zoo scene need to get better. Every DJ is looking at everybody else except for they self. That's a problem. It's like everybody's yeah. looking at everybody else and there's like, no, nah, it's not talking about me. It's, so, but I agree. Y'all ain't got Y'all ain't got friends in Brazilian Zook because I tell you what, if I'm out here looking a fool, I know that Amber oh, is gonna yeah. pull me aside and be like, "Hey, bestie, maybe oh, I have your best I, moment. I maybe, have maybe we need to work on this." You know, <laughs> I have people that I've told that that I see. Another thing about me is like you said, whole, you told me Azuki. Yeah, that's what you I'm told saying. me Azuki. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So and 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 I I my good. My goal is to never like just stomp somebody to the floor unless they just extremely cocky. Like I'm not trying to stomp you to the ground, you know, I always, whatever I say, I always say it in like a constructive way or I like, I'll, I'll try my best. Most of the, most of the time, most of the time, everybody's not just a hundred percent trash. There's something in there that's good, you know? So like I, mean, I do, I, mean, I, I do my best yeah. to be like I'll be like, man, this is solid, this is good, but you can do this, and if you did this, it would be great. Or yeah. or if everything is just bad, I'm like, bro, like, I mean, I see your heart. Oh my god, <laughs> I see, I see, see your, your heart. I see your desire, you know. It's, but it's like, good. if you get better at this, if you get better at this, bro, like, you can really go to the next level. It's never like. Like, contrary, if anybody believes this, I'm not just having conversations one-on-one -on -one with people where I'm just, like, destroying them. Like, I'm literally trying to constructively build a person up Um, if I'm having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you, which leads me to, like, I don't just initiate one-on-one -on -one conversations with anybody. I have specific people that I'm close to or that I mm -hmm. built a relationship with that I do that. Now, if I don't know you from Adam and you come up to me and ask me a question, then, yeah, you've opened the door for me to be able to do that and I'll talk to you. But when it comes to people that I'm close to, that I actually talk to on a regular basis, even outside of DJ stuff, I'll talk to, I'll, I'll approach them and talk to them about stuff, you know, and maybe more people need that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I think yeah. I think that wrap this, this up. I got opinions, man. I'm not done. Oh, <laughs> oh say what you gotta say. I already decided in my head. I've already decided in my head this is gonna be a two-parter for sure. It 100 became a two-parter. I already knew when you suggested the topic this was gonna be a two-parter because you've been yeah. saving these opinions up for six years and wasn't nobody ready to hear it. So now was the time. Yeah, we got a platform now. <laughs> and, and um, we're not even done. That's the funny part. There's Lord. a lot more to talk to about but so here i'm gonna answer two questions in one so first we were kind of talking about transitioning from different parts of the dance world right 
going from being a teacher to being a DJ. And there are a lot of different ways that people transition, right? You can transition from one genre of dance, teaching one genre of dance to another, transitioning from being just a teacher to being an organizer, being a DJ to being an organizer, right? There's a lot of people that play in different fields of dance. And I think you have to recognize that when you, just because you're the top tier in one field of your dance, those skills are not always transferable. Mm. When you move from one sector of dance to the other, you have to recognize in your head that you're starting from ground one. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't automatically get to transfer those, the respect and the street cred from one side of dance to the other. So when you are choosing in whatever area that is to step from one into the other, you have to come in with the mindset of I'm a beginner in this place and I have to act and move with the mentality of I need to learn from square one the same way I did with the first place that I started. That's and I feel real. like a lot of us forget that, you know, a lot of us forget that this is just because you have this respect in one place, it doesn't mean you get that same respect automatically in the other place. And I think that's part of the problem of teachers becoming DJs because I, I've heard some freaking incredible um, teachers that have become DJs, you know, like have absolute fire skills and they were amazing. And then I've heard some of that were a little bit rough and it does kind of, it gives the energy of you're kind of doing this for extra casts because you know it's lucrative to the organizer. And that's not fair for the attendees that's not fair mm-hmm. to the other djs that are on the lineup that you get to be uh, considered with the same caliber or the same respect you know what i mean that's not fair so i think that when we when we become artists because that's what we all are we're artists we put ourselves in really vulnerable positions mm-hmm. and you people are really kind in recognizing that we are being vulnerable and we're putting ourselves out there in teaching, in dancing, in DJing or whatever. And they want to give you um, all that gas, right? They want to gas you up as in like cheer you on. They want to see you succeed. They want to see you build yourself up. But you also, when you're developing, you have to also speak out sometimes that critique. Like you have to also make sure that you are constantly sharpening your knife and not just relying on the the favorable opinions you know what I mean like sometimes people surround themselves with people that are just going to hype them up or they rely on the attendees who tend to be really generous with their critique to their face even if it isn't as kind behind their back Um, so I my advice to artists is first recognize the fact that when you're putting art out there and it's real art it's a subjective thing People are going to have positive opinions about it and people are going to have negative opinions about it. And you should be open to all of them because all of them were sharpening you, right? You're going to hear about what's good and what you're producing, what's working, but you also have to make sure that you're hearing what's not working because there's no way in any, like in any scenario that you've done everything 100% right. There's always something that you can improve. And I think your job as an artist in whatever organizing, DJing, teaching, whatever else, It is your job to make sure that you are constantly leveling yourself up and understanding what your weaknesses are. I think you're a fool if you think you have 100% got your bases covered 100% of the time. Um, And I think that is something that is lacking a little bit in Brazilian Zouk is people's willingness to go speak out those unfavorable things or being willing to hear it in a public forum. And I think that kids is unfortunately really a good place to sharpen your knife <laughs> because people will dead ass tell you to your face like 
yo friend i see uh that was trash like straight up that was trash yeah. but you get really good really fast because you ain't got that no embarrassing moment yeah that embarrassing moment you don't ever want to repeat that again i will never <laughs> do that specific thing again because my feelings got hurt <laughs> well, i think, that, I think that, no. that could be part of the thing is like a per- it's like a false sense of kindness like yeah. you you think mm. you're being kind by not being honest if a person asks you how they did but in all honesty you're hindering their growth because we all grow i mean we grow whenever we do stuff good but we grow whenever we realize the stuff that we need to grow at you know yeah 100 there there are certain established teachers djs that four or five years ago they were the best like i was absolutely like cheering them on like recommending them to organizers like saying you should absolutely hire this person but because that feedback got to their head and their head grew too big they stopped growing Mm -hmm. and they're still getting hired maybe on that still that respect that they gained four or five years ago but they're nowhere as good Mm -hmm. you know their bookings have definitely slowed down like when I see them on a lineup I'm like well I guess you know like it's not the same excitement anymore and it sucks because they have the potential to 100% go back to being that like amazing artist but because you chose to only listen to the positive feedback you're falling behind sum this thing up Jesse <laughs> did you just sum it up in summary <laughs> uh, <laughs> talk about part one and two here's a summary as I heard it uh, first of all Sharpen your skills. You know what I mean? At whatever level that you are at, whatever time frame that you are at in your journey, make sure that you are always pushing yourself to find your weaknesses and improve on them. Because what we're doing is an art. All of it is very technical. Dance is very technical. DJing is very technical. Organizing is maybe not technical, but it's a very tedious job. And make sure that you're putting the work into every single aspect and detail of what you're doing, because this is a business. And we owe it to those people that are paying thousands of dollars into our pockets to provide a service that is top notch to the best of our abilities every single time we show up. Make sure you're showing up with your 100%. And don't gas trash. And don't gas trash. I concur. (laughs) Sounds like we out. Y'all have a good night. Hey, that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to the Brazilian Zoo No Cap Podcast. From your host, Archie, Jamie L, Ifosa, Amber, and Jesse, muito obrigado. And until next time, stay up.